What's his name? Old boy. Old boy. Yeah, that's great. Hey yo, what's up Fight Familia? It's your boy, your host, back again with another one. And this one, we wanted, I wanted to make this one special. Uh, so I got a special guest with me and I had, I had to I had to bring it, you know, keep it in the fam. So I've got my little brother with me here. Today, speak to the people. Man. Yo, 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 what's up guys? What up, what up, what up? So, um, yeah, tell them about yourself, man. You know, they don't know a goddamn thing about you, man. Uh, yeah, well, my name is uh, Tadeo Nashe Sitoni, as could have said, I'm his, uh, I'm his brother. You can follow me on the gram at Tadeo Nashe Sitoni. Uh, yeah, might not follow back if I don't know you, but that's tough. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, I'm just excited to be here, bro. I'm just excited to be here. Shout out, man. Shout out. So today, um, we're, we're going to do like a, a little rise and fall of Conor McGregor. I, You know what? A lot of people think I'm like a massive Conor McGregor fan. I am. But there's one guy that uh, rides Connor more than I do. Okay, let's not say ride, but okay. There's one guy that loves Connor more than I do, and that's my little brother. Confirm. Yeah, if it wasn't for Connor, I honestly would not be watching uh, the UFC or any of that, to be honest. So yeah, yeah. So all he knows is Connor McGregor. So I decided who better who better to talk to than a guy who loves him more more than I do, more than I do. So um. I think first we're going to start with like a little background, you know, who is Connor? Like the rise. We start with the rise and we go to the fall. Yeah. I wouldn't uh, say fall, but okay. Is, yeah, we'll get to that part. Yeah, yeah we'll okay. get to that part, innit? Okay. So basically, Connor McGregor, you know, he's from Ireland. He was born in Crumlin, which is a, quite a poor neighborhood in Ireland. Um, and he started boxing. So he, he started out as a boxer um, and he figured that this is what I love to do. This is what I want to do with the rest of my life. I want to, I want to fight. Uh, he met uh, a UFC veteran. I forget his name. Um, an Irish UFC veteran. And got into mixed martial arts. And he became a plumber. So he became an apprentice plumber. He'd work as an apprentice plumber. And then go and train two in the morning. Um, long story short is, you know, by the end of December 2012, he won the lightweight championship Um at Cage Warriors, which is a, a European promotion, um, so a lot of a lot of European fighters who do well in KSW, Cage Warriors, they end up in the UFC. So if you see uh, those guys win a title at Cage Warriors, know that the UFC is going to come calling very soon. Um, so Conor McGregor became double champion, uh, the first ever double champion at Cage Warriors, and I guess that's so the seeds for the future, because he would eventually become uh, the first double champion in the UFC. Um, so December 2012, he wins his second title in Cage Warriors. April 2013, he debuts in the UFC. TKO's Marcus Brimage, um, then goes on and fights Max Holloway to a decision. Um, and, and one thing about Connor is he he never pulls out of fights, and he, and he takes a uh, he takes great pleasure in that. Did you did you see the? I mean, the Dustin Poirier, do you see what happened with his ankle? Yeah, apparently he was injured, like, during his camp, training camp. You see how heavy, he was heavily taped up, and he, he never yeah. pulls out of his fight. So he's he's one of those guys, he hates people who pulls out. He always goes to injury. So even during the uh, Max Holloway fight, he tore his ACL, fought to a decision win. Still won. Still won yeah. that fight. That's tough. You know, he was, he was tough. He was, he was going up. Yeah. Um, third fight, he brings the UFC back to Ireland, and... This is basically where the superstardom began. Um, this is because um, what happened was, so he headlined a card in Ireland in his third fight in the UFC. That's very much unheard of. It was unheard of at that point for a guy to be a headliner um, only for his third fight. But he had he had the whole of Ireland behind him. He had the whole Irish Irish thing. So the, the on that fight card, a bunch of Irish fighters fought. They won. Clean sweep. He came. He won by TKO, and then what did he say famously? Did, did, did you remember? Dana, sixty G's, baby. That was his first fight. That was <laughs> what his, did he say? That, that was. Uh, we're here to take over. Oh, is that? No, here to take We're here to take over. Oh, that was one. Okay. Yeah, that's what he was talking about. And okay. honestly, that was the and and the Irish fans generally, Ireland, Connor, they took over the UFC after that point, because um, three fights later he was fighting for a championship. You know, three fights later. Um, 
he was fighting um, Chad Mendes at UFC 189. Also, go and watch the go and watch the main card for UFC 189 if you can go. Absolute madness, violence everywhere, dude. Finishes the whole card. Finish, 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 sure. finish. Yeah, knockouts everywhere. You know that Jeremy Stevens guy. Yes, yes, yes. that flying knee. Jeremy Stevens flying knee. Um, Connor obviously. Um, on the undercard, you had um, Rockhold who finished Weidman. Um, yeah, on, yeah. on the co-main event, you had Rockhold finishing Weidman. Just mad fights on that thing. It was, it was a great card. So if you haven't watched it before, go and watch it. It's an amazing card. But yeah, Connor wins by by TKO. Tell me about that fight, dude. Did you watch that fight? The Chad Mendes. The Chad Mendes fight. What, what did you think about that fight? Uh, it ended in the second round, right? Yeah, it ended in the second round. Like late in the second round as well. Mid, mid, midway. Okay, but all I remember is that basically, obviously, Connor was doing his thing with the stand up game, boxing him, whatever. Yeah. Then, because uh, Chad Mendes is a wrestler, right? Yeah. If I'm yeah. not mistaken. He is. Um, so then Chad managed to take him down. And then when he took him down, I was like, Connor was taking some heavy elbows and things to the face. Yeah. He was getting, yeah, he was getting mold. He got he cut up. Yeah. yeah, he was getting mold. But what, but, but what, what did you notice about his demeanor when this was happening? Because remember, this is Connor's big. So everyone, so I mean, Dustin Poirier was Connor's first big test, right? This is Dustin Poirier is the real fighter. You understand? After after that third after that third fight in Dublin, Dustin Poirier is the real guy. So you have to beat this guy. He beats Dustin Poirier in the first round. Yeah, so then they say, then they say, okay, um, he hasn't fought any wrestlers. He hasn't fought any real wrestlers. So the two guys that they were saying were Frankie Edgar, Chad Mendes. Yeah. Those are the two guys that they were saying. So now this is Connor's test against a wrestler, against a pure wrestler. And well, how did how did he look on the ground? Though? I thought he was quite calm. To be fair. Quite calm. Yeah, he didn't quite panic. Calm. Didn't panic. He was laughing, yeah. chatting, hitting it with elbows. Yeah. Doesn't that remind you of a certain fight that we watched? Very well, recently. Yes, dude. Yeah, that's what it I was, said. It was the exact same thing was going, yeah, going on. Yeah, the exact yeah. same thing. Yeah. But anyway, we've gone. We'll, there's a point. There's a point to that though. We'll come to that later, but uh, so Connor obviously beats Chad Mini Mendes. Um, well, Chad's nickname was Money, but Connor, you know, Connor was about the psychological warfare, so Chad's very short. Um, just called him what an inflated bodybuilder or something like that. And, yeah, beat up Chad Mini Mendes. Um, what, what was the thing? What was the weapon he used that was that was instrumental to that window? Do you remember the left hand? Now, obviously, he knocked him out with the left hand, but what set that up? Um, forgot. Chad was like backing away, like against the fence. I forgot. Yeah, no, but ev like during the fight, there was a he was his body kick, oh, left kick it? to the body. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, same kick that he was trying to land against Dustin. Okay, same kick. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then in the then so he beats Chad Mendes. He becomes interim champion. Um, you know, and then in his seventh fight in the UFC, so it only took him seven fights to get to undisputed gold that's mad seven fights um for just an example tony ferguson went on a 12 fight win streak um didn't see undisputed gold uh leon edwards right now is on a 10 fight win streak hasn't seen undisputed gold and these guys are on win streaks mind you on win streaks connor uh was on his seventh fight you know what I'm so he had won those fights but if this is the seventh fight those guys had been on win streaks and they'd had other fights, you know. So, you know, Connor, Connor just skyrocketed to the top, basically. Just built different, bro. He was built different. I, he, like in 2015, I think that was his most active year. He fought three times in that year, won all of them by knockout. And uh, tell me about the Jose Aldo fight. What are you saying about the Jose Aldo fight? Actually, do you know why he fought Chad Mendes before he fought Jose Aldo? You were supposed to fight Jose Aldo, then Jose Aldo pulled out because he said there was an injury. Yeah. So he pulled out like last minute. Bruised rib or something. Yeah, like something dumb like that. Yeah. yeah. So they obviously Connor was upset, but then, then yeah, then I just remember Dana was like, okay, so because uh, Jose can't fight or claims he can't fight at least. Because uh, then I saw an interview, apparently Connor said that the dog has actually cleared him to fight, but he was saying that, nah, I, I no. can't fight. Yeah. They so, uh, was scared. That's tough. Yeah. But anyway. Um, so yeah, so then Dana just said, okay, then they'll fight for the interim title, Connor against Chad Mendes. So against Chad Mendes, yeah, so then he finished him. So yeah, Connor, Connor actually has had a lot of pullouts from opponents. Um, even for the Chad Mendes fight, you know, he had a torn ACL. I didn't know that. That's tough. Yeah. He had a torn ACL. He still fought. And won. Mm. That's tough. 
That's tough. People forget who Conor McGregor was, bro. People forget. People think that he was just some guy who just talks nonsense. That guy was real. Very real guy. It was. He is yeah. real. So tell me what happened against Jose Aldo, dude. Tell the people what happened. Uh, All 13 glorious seconds of that fight. Um, but what's crazy, dude, because if you've seen, I don't know if you guys have seen, but there's actually like footage of Connor in the dressing room before. Yeah. And he does this same exact move that he knocked him out with. Did you see? That yeah. bounce, bounce, bounce. Then step back, boom, with the left. Back he left. did that exact same thing. Then in the fight, he, bro, that's, that's, that's different, bro. I'm not going to lie. That's different. They yeah. knew exactly what Jose Aldo was going to do. But even, even in the interviews before, he was like, um, you know, Jose is, is angry. You know, because obviously Jose, because Connor and Jose had been gearing up to fight for a year, right? And Connor was just relentless in his in his verbal warfare. Yeah. In his verbal warfare against uh, Jose Aldo, just go, just just YouTube Connor McGregor, Jose Aldo trash talk. It's just one way traffic. Otario, Otario, Otario. <laughs> You know what that means. <laughs> we can't say it now, but yeah, <laughs> on that, yeah, he even learned a little bit of Portuguese. Um, called himself the King of Rio. He was, he was, you know. And so then, uh, what happened was, um, he even said in an interview, he said something to the effect of, "Jose Aldo's angry, so I know that he's gonna overextend with that right hand." Well, so this is what he, he said. He said so. They had the weigh-in. I think it was. I don't know if it was the weigh-in or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And at the weigh-in, Connor it's, said, "I could see that he was like." His right, right hand, hand was, was like, so I I knew that he he was gonna you know he was uh trying to overcompensate with the right, the right hand. hand so I knew he was gonna throw that right yeah, hand he was gonna overextend with the right hand and so and then right. I was just gonna step back and hit him with that left shot and that's exactly what he did and that's exactly what happened Connor was built different guys he still is built different yes. but Connor Connor was built different in his right to the UFC so he beats he beats Jose Aldo what happens next in the story of Conor McGregor. So he beats Jose Aldo, he becomes a featherweight champ. Yeah. But isn't that after that, that's when he fights Nate Diaz, right? Yeah, but he was supposed to fight someone else before that. Wasn't he supposed to fight that guy that was the champion one? one oh, oh, RDA, yeah, yeah. So he was supposed to fight Rafael Dos Anjos. Dos Anjos, yeah. But then so, what happened? Because they, they, I saw they had a press conference. Yeah. And obviously they didn't fight. So. Dos Anjos broke his foot. Oh, yeah. Or had a bruised toe or something like that. Something to that effect. But Dos Anjos was injured, uh, so he couldn't fight. So. Who did he fight instead? Then he fought Nate Diaz. Then he fought Nate Diaz. So, we'll, we'll go into a little bit of a story of Nate Diaz in another episode. We'll do a focus on Nate Diaz later. But, um, yeah, so he fights Nate Diaz. Obviously, he loses that fight. First time. Uh, he loses in the fight in the second round. He gets choked out. Um, but then he comes back and he beats Nate in the, in the rematch. Yeah. Beats Nate in the rematch in one of the greatest fights in welterweight history. Then how does he close out the year? Well, that's when he fights uh, that monkey, Eddie Alvarez. <laughs> yeah. So Chad maintains that Eddie Alvarez is terrible. Now, because, uh, let me tell you guys something, right? Could have known this. I, I don't know much about the fight game and MMA and stuff like that, right? Uh, but I did watch that fight. I remember we woke up at whatever, 4 a.m., whatever, and we we watched that fight, right? Uh, Eddie Alvarez with Connor. And when I saw this display, right, I was like, this guy's supposed Because, like, understand where I'm coming from, right? <clears throat> I, I don't really, like I said, I don't watch the UFC, whatever. Right? Yeah, that's true. Connor is the champion of a lower weight division. This guy, so Connor's coming to your weight division, my man, right? Yeah. To Eddie Alvarez's weight division, yeah. right? And what Connor did to that guy, bro? I, I, I was like, bro, is this, this guy actually the champion? <laughs> I, said, uh, I said to Connor, you know what? If I'm being honest, that guy sucks. To me, he sucks. Uh, his whole Eddie career, Alvarez. whatever he did before, I don't care. He sucks. Online, he sucks. Okay, so for context, Eddie Alvarez is the underground king. He'd won multiple championships in different organizations. Came into the UFC finally. Um, and he won the lightweight championship. And then he was given the task of uh, defending the belt against Connor on the biggest card of, in UFC history at that time, UFC 205, um, Madison Square Garden. It was the first time that MMA was legalized in New York. So Madison Square Garden, first headline show. It, all the stars aligned for Connor there. You know what I mean? The Irish are back, baby. You know what we were saying? The Irish are back. Um, I run New York. Um, even the, the way he was speaking, he was rhyming, you know, I'm a pimp. Could okay. you mink without me? This whole ship sink. Yeah. yeah, he was going in. He was going hard. He was going hard. Um, so he knocks out um, uh, Eddie Alvarez in what I believe is the greatest championship performance of all time, or the most one-sided domination of any person in a championship fight. 
Um, a lot of close seconds, like like Usman against Woodley, that was pretty one-sided. So, but Connor was just flawless, flawless victory. He didn't even look in trouble once against Eddie. I mean, he, he put his hands behind his back at a point, and Eddie didn't do anything. Like, come on, Ed. Anyway, yeah, Eddie disappointed me. I, I, anyway, yeah, I, I try and tell Todd that Eddie's actually really good, but oh, but that's <laughs> not trying to hear it. And also, it doesn't help that Dustin Poirier also knocked yeah, that guy out. He also got slapped around. Now he's out of the USC, right? Yeah, yeah. Sucks. Sucks. And, and he also got slapped around in in uh, in uh, in one championship. He's at one. Even these are done. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But this is not about Eddie. This is about Connor. Yeah. So, so what happens? So, Connor beats um, uh, Eddie Alvarez and he's now cemented himself not only as the biggest draw in UFC history, but just he's the, probably the biggest fighter in the world at this point. Second, probably. The only other guy who has a shot to, as, as a fighter. Floyd Mayweather, right? Yeah. So Connor even said, you know, like after I beat Eddie, I don't know what these UFC guys have for me. I might have to get Floyd Weather, Floyd Mayweather to come down and you know see what he has for me. You know, get that. So so that's what he does. He 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 he, he vacates the 145 pound belt. Um, because I don't think he has, he had any intention of going back to 145. That weight cut is crazy for him. I don't know how he made that weight cut for featherweight. For featherweight, it's crazy yeah. weight cut. Um, so then he, he, he definitely didn't want to go back down and wait. So he held on to the 155 pound belt. Then he goes on and, uh, he fights, what's this guy? He goes and he fights Floyd Mayweather in the second highest pay-per-view event in boxing history. That's his first professional fight, yep. by the way. He fights the greatest fighter ever in his first, like the best boxer ever in his first fight. Like the balls on this guy, dude. Like Connor, Connor, Connor's a real guy. Uh, you can. I don't think anyone can ever say Connor is scared of any fighter, or Connor. You know, he's full of confidence. He believes in himself, and he puts himself out there. He's the man in the arena. Uh, there's a there's like a famous poem that's going around about the man in the arena, how the man in the arena puts it all on the line. Um, every single time he goes out there, um, you know, he puts the pressure on himself, and he and he goes out to perform. And to be fair, Connor is that guy. He really is that guy. So anyway, but he, long story short, he loses to Floyd. So what, what happens after he loses to Floyd? Then? Um, so he loses to Floyd, gets rich, basically. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what was that line that he said? He's a uh, quadruple man network. We won a half of a fight. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, he loses to Floyd. Then after that, he goes back to the UFC, right? Isn't Not quite. That... Not quite. There's still soccer that happens. Oh, with the Khabib thing where he threw that thing at the bus. Dolly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, he, so he goes through a lot of legal issues. So so Connor at this point, he's he's done it all, right? Because when he started out in the in the UFC, when he started out fighting, he said, you know, I want to make all this money. I want to have two belts, two shiny gold get belts. Get rich and get out, basically. That's what he basically, he said, I want to get rich, get all the belts, get all the money, then I'm out. He's done that all, right? He's, he's at 20, what, 28 years old? 28 years old. At 28 years old, he's accomplished everything he set out to do in his life. He's done it all. So, you know, I think that got to him. Like the fame, the wealth, just everything got to him. And he started having legal issues. So it started with the Bellator thing, right? When he jumped over the cage at Bellator. Wasn't he celebrating with one of the, his guys? Then? Yeah, you were celebrating with one of his guys, but then he shoved one of the referees, uh, Mark Goddard. Yeah, so it got a bit messy. You know, okay. got a bit messy. Um, but yeah, there's that. Then there's the dolly where he throws the dolly at. So what happened? So do you know why that happened? Um, Connor was saying something about how Khabib's a rat or something, but I don't know what actually happened. So what happened was, um, so Connor and Khabib had beef, pre-existing beef from long back. Okay. Right. Pre-existing beef from long back, from from when Connor even won the title. Remember Khabib's line. So Khabib was on the undercard for that UFC 205 event, right? So Khabib goes, um, beginning of the year, uh, tap out like, like chicken. chicken. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. he goes, he goes, guys, listen, Irish, what is it? I don't know. Oh, he goes, uh, let's let's uh, to, okay, let's say Irish twenty million, Russian one hundred and fifty million. I want to fight with your chicken. Beginning of the year, he fight. He what? He tap like chicken. End of the year, he, he fight like belt. He he, he fight for belt, yeah. he fight for belt. 
I want to fight your chicken because he's number one easy fight in the lightweight division. So that call out got under Conor's skin, right? I, I mean, Conor was calling out everybody. You know, he was fighting. He was being antagonistic with everyone. Yeah. With Woodley, with all the other UFC guys, even in the cage, remember? I mean, I mean, a lot of you will know this from... But this guy's cancelled, though. But Tory Lane's... Uh, <laughs> Tory Lane's um, song. I like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. That is from UFC 205. You know, um, um, so if you guys, you know, you still bump court, you know, Tory Lane's and stupid again. You know, that's the song. Anyway, um, that's what that's from. So Conor and Khabib had beef. So what happened was Khabib. Um, so Khabib slapped one of Conor's friends, Autumn Lobov, who was a Russian Irish guy. He's Russian, but he lives in Ireland. Okay? Yeah. So he slapped Autumn Lobov. So Connor said, because Connor is really about that life. People forget Connor is actually about that life. Like he grew up in the streets, bro, in the streets of Ireland. And Irish people are wild, you know? Yeah. Connor is really about that life. And I think Khabib is also about that life. And that's why these guys have their, the rivalry is so heated because they are really both about that life. They really have both seen things. You know what I mean? Obviously, I think Khabib to a, to a greater degree, coming from the the mountains of Dagestan, wrestling wrestling bears and nine years old, but 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 you know, Connor and Khabib both very much about that life, right? So Connor, so Autumn Lobov slaps, um, so Autumn Lobov uh, gets slapped by Khabib, right? So Connor says, no 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 no, I'm not having this, right? So this was the card where I think this was UFC. 229 if i'm not mistaken i had to double check so that was the card where um um tony ferguson and khabib were supposed to fight for the title tony ferguson gets injured they call in max holloway max holloway was slurring his words and stuff in that interview with mike bisbing so he was having an interview with mike bisbing and saying you come in on short notice um um and he was the he was the featherweight champ at the time um, so you're coming on short notice. Thank you for coming in, whatever. And the way uh, the way Max was talking in the interview was like very sleepy, didn't look okay. So he was having brain issues of some some variety. No, no, yeah, he was having brain issues. They had to pull him out. So who did they get to replace? They get out raging out Quinta on two days notice or a days notice to fight Khabib. So Khabib was going to fight for the title because Conor had been away from the for the sport from two for two years, so they stripped him of the title. Then Khabib was going to come in and and and, and fight for the undisputed title against Al Quinta, right? So Conor goes and so what so 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 Khabib slaps Autumn Lobov, right? Conor shows up at the arena, right? Um, they close up. So uh, Khabib and all the fighters are in the fighter bus, right? Oh, okay. They're in the fighter bus and they're waiting to leave the arena because they've all weighed in and stuff right connor comes with the dolly uh, for those of you who don't know what a dolly is right you know when you go to like a, your local garage and right? you go to like your local engine and you see those guys put the boxes on that thing with the two wheels that you have that they yeah that where they you have to use up. the weight for that yeah. they lift up with the weight for that the thing with the two wheels that's a dolly take the dolly smashes the dolly onto the window um cuts michael chiesa's face yeah, um, scares the hell out of Rose Number Eunice, and Rose Number Eunice has you know struggles with anxiety and that, that kind of stuff, so it scares the hell out of her. Um, and you know, it's a big scandal, so Connor obviously gets arrested because that's just you know illegal stuff, yeah. right? So Khabib becomes undisputed champ, right? So Khabib is undisputed champion, Connor's away from the sport, what a what a what a fish pace. But this, but so all of this sets up Connor versus Khabib, right? Sets it up to be the great, the biggest, um rivalry the biggest fight in ufc history right so it was basically it was out of nowhere that they announced this fight because honestly at that point i i didn't think i'd ever see connor fight again i thought he was done i thought he'd done everything he didn't need to come back he's you know he, he's not a regular guy you know anymore yeah you, you know there's it's hard for there, there's an old adage in boxing it's hard to wake up in the morning to run miles when you're sleeping in silk sheets you know when you reach luxury and stuff you know because Mike Tyson even says it better. He says, fighters come from the gutter. You know, that, that will to fight comes from, from that. That's why people ask me, Could, would you ever go professional? No, I would never do that. It's a terrible way to make money. You, to make money like that, you need to be desperate. 
So I, if I want to go in there, I'm literally fighting niggas who are fighting for their life. I'm doing this for fun. I'm going to die. He's willing to kill me to put food on his daughter's table. I'm not willing to kill him for anything. You know what I mean? So it's different levels of des desperation. You know, and Connor didn't have that anymore. You know, he didn't have that desperation anymore. That's why, that's why I never thought I'd see him fight again. But they announced the fight. Connor versus Khabib, right? Biggest event in UFC history. Sold 2.4 million pay-per-view buys. I think the next best one is 1.8 million. So obviously, you know, huge fight. What happened to the fight up? Khabib. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's... Let's, talk, let's talk about the press conference, actually. What happens at the press conference? That's when Evil McGregor. That's when Evil McGregor was born. Um, I just know that they. Well, I guess Khabib felt like Conor was disrespecting. Uh, what's his religion again? Islam. Islam, yeah, yeah. Because he was like, you can't, you can't, because even the one guy, there was a guy and in the, the, the crowd, yeah. the reporter that congratulated Conor for his uh, proper twelve, and then and then after that, straight after that, he said, uh, uh, "What did he say?" Asalam. Yeah, Asalam. And he said, then Khabib was like, "You can't be." Um, What's it called? Uh, you can't be complimenting uh, alcohol and then, you know, saying, you know, praise yeah. be to God, basically. Yeah. That thing. And then Connor was like, ah, then Connor started saying it, saying it. But that was that, that Dana White says that's the darkest press conference he's ever been at. Have you seen the, have you seen the side shots? Like the angles where like you look at, like, because it's a, a press conference looks very different from our perspective as the viewer, where we're watching, where we can see them both talking to each other. Versus when you're closer and you get like a POV sort of thing and you see their faces, you actually see their faces and how close they are and what they're saying, how they're looking at each other and stuff. It, it was dark. The thing about Connor is he does his research when he trash talkers, when he trash talks. He doesn't just, he doesn't just say, oh, I'm going to knock you out. Nah, you'll, you'll talk about your wife, your kids, you'll bring, you'll bring things up yeah. like, like Ali Abdelaziz. Um, so Ali Abdelaziz is, uh, is, is Khabib's manager. And what, what did Ali do? Ali, Ali told uh, Connor to put down his belts. Because Connor brought his two belts. Remember, Connor brought two belts. He wasn't champion, but he brought the double belts. Okay. Remember, then so Ali Abdelaziz says, um, you know, put that stuff down. Like, put that down. And then Connor goes, don't you ever talk to me. Don't you ever talk to me, Ali Abdelaziz, you mad terrorist. Yeah, I know about you. You know, he says, I know about you. He goes, how's Noah? Yeah, don't you ever come to me. And you know who Noah is? No. Nope. Well, you don't know the story of Ali Abdelaziz. No. Nope. So Ali Abdelaziz um, is an he's Egyptian. He's an Egyptian Olympic wrestler. Um, but he had some terrorist uh, ties. Now, I'm not, entirely, I'm not entirely sure about the details and facts. But what I think happened was during 9-11, shortly before or shortly after 9-11, during that season where Americans are like, whoa, terrorism, you know, during that season, um, um, and Al-Qaeda was just running, running, yeah, running, running going crazy. Al-Qaeda was going crazy. Osama was just, Osama was doing his bits. Uh, he was having a field day. A field day, yeah. right? So um, the U.S. government um, seized Ali Abdelaziz traveling from, from a Middle Eastern country to the U.S. with passports and all that. So he became an FBI informant, right? And Ali actually has a kid named Noah who I think lives in Egypt or something like that, who he hasn't been able to see all this time. Okay. So Connor obviously brought that up. How Connor found us out, I don't know. Yeah, his research team is going crazy. He's going crazy. <laughs> I, actually, we need to do an interview with Connor's research team just to understand how do you guys get these details, right? Yeah. He didn't even, he got details about Khabib, Khabib's dad, about Khabib's country's history, about how Khabib's dad and you know, so you know where he's from. Um, there's a there's a Dagestani dictator who loves MMA. There, so he's talking about how you know this guy is actually throwing people in jail and stuff, and you support him, whatever, whatever. He brings all that all that stuff up, things that people didn't know in the MMA community. They're like, oh, and then we go and research, we go on Google, and we see these things. So they were going hard, right? Going very hard. Um, but yeah, the, um, you know, things ever. Connor, but Connor was Connor was different at this press conference. What was different about it? Uh, with Khabib, that you know, Connor. Conference. What was different about Connor compared uh, to other, every other press conference? I think he wasn't as calm as he usually is. To be fair, like so, what I mean by that? Yes, usually he's loud and he's saying stuff to you, or whatever. But this one, he seems a lot more 
on edge. I don't know. Yeah, he was drunk. Oh, seriously, yeah. Okay. He had been drinking. You need to see he was drinking on stage. You know, that that was that's not normal. Okay. That's not but normal. I know he was drunk though. I yeah, he was thought... drunk. Okay. Yeah, he was drunk at the press conference. So you know, it's stuff like that. Stuff like that. You wouldn't have a like a fighter shouldn't be drunk days out, two or three days out from a fight. Yeah. You know. So that focus, that for there, that showed me mm, this focus is not here. Yeah, it's not here. Yeah. Um, so who knows? Maybe he had a hangover going into the cage, whatever was going on. But he goes and he fights Khabib, right? But could I, what? Oh, <laughs> before that, we, we, we were about to watch that fight. What did I tell you about that fight? What did I tell you about that fight? What did you say? Because I remember Khabib was, what, 27 and 0 yeah. at that point, right? Okay. And then you could have said that. 26. Nah. Or 26. 26. Mm-hmm. So you were saying, Kuda, you said, nah, bro, it's, 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 it's not like possible for someone in MMA to go undefeated, right? I said, Kuda, bro. <laughs> I, said, I said, this guy, bro, Khabib, I even said I'm scared because obviously you yeah, know that yeah, Kuda's yeah. my guy, but I said, I'm scared, bro, because Khabib, nigga, is different. This guy's wrestling best as a child, bro. I said, this guy is different, bro. That's what I said. No, no, but to be fair, there's no one else who's fought in the UFC and left and gone undefeated. Mm. You know what I mean? There's but no one Khabib? else who's done, but Khabib did it. No, shout out to Khabib. You're even after that, he made history. Yeah, no, he made history. This guy. Yeah, after that, I never bet against Khabib again. But Connor did was the first guy to take a round off Khabib. You can take a round, my guy. But to say you beat me, no one, no (laughs) man can say I beat Khabib. Don't make a bet off my boy. Yeah, that's fair. That's facts. That's that's facts. But but that was a yeah epic fight. Ended in the fourth round, um, by submission. Yeah. And then Khabib uh, jumped over the cage and attacked um, Conor McGregor's team, Dylan Danis, his jiu-jitsu coach. Um, and then it was pandemonium, right? Khabib gets um, fined and suspended for a year. Conor gets fined, but he, you know, I don't think Conor gets suspended, but he just takes a hiatus from the game, right? Yeah. Takes a hiatus from the game. Um, and we don't really hear from Conor much, right? Don't really hear from Conor much. Um, and then he comes out and he, he says a few weird things. Like he gives a weird assessment of the fight where people are like, Connor, what are you on? And at this point I'm thinking maybe my man is washed, you know, maybe he's washed a bit, you know, he's saying very weird things. He's doing weird things. Um, then he goes quiet again. Then that's the birth of Connor Jr. Connor Jr. is born. Um, and then at the start of 2020, this is two years later, Connor says he wants to come back. He says he wants to make it his year. It's going to be his year this year. Um, he's going to fight at 175 pounds, uh, 170 pounds. Yeah, that's welterweight. Welterweight against uh, against Cowboy Cowboy Cerrone. Um, you know that was a fight that had a little bit of history because at that UFC 20, no UFC 194 press conference, I think it was the one before Jose Aldo when he fought Jose Aldo. No, no, no. I think it was the one with Eddie Alvarez. It was that one. No, it wasn't because Jose was there. Oh, okay. Remember, RDA was still champion. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, yes. You're right. RDA was champion. Yeah, you're right, you're right. So it, it may have even been the A189 press conference um, before Aldo pulled out. But I think it was. I think it's, it is that one. 189. That one, yes. Yeah, before Aldo pulled out. Um, so, uh, the, so, they were, so basically, they were asking Connor, you know, uh, what he thought about possibly moving up in weight and fighting at 155. And um, Cowboys are in. He's like, you better not come up here. Uh, we'll, you know, bend your little ass British ass over or whatever, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And, and cowboy, and then Connor goes, it, that's when, that's the line, that's when red panty night was, was invented. The line red panty night. He goes, he goes to, he goes to RDA. He goes, he goes, say you don't have to fight Cerrone. You get to fight Connor McGregor. <laughs> you got to fight Connor McGregor. Will you take that fight? Of course, of course you take that, that fight. All of these guys will take that fight. Doesn't matter about belts, all, all of that. It doesn't. It's just like it's red panty night when you when you call to fight me. Yeah, you call your wife. You say, "Baby, we did it. Made us rich, baby. We break out the red panties. Break out the red panties. That's when red panty night was born from that press conference. Yeah. So there's the history between Connor and Cowboy, right? From that because they had that back and forth. Um, and then um, so they're gonna fight at 170 pounds. But it's Connor's a little bit more respectful, right? Connor is not so Connor used to engage in heavy, heavy psychological warfare, right? He was very Muhammad Ali esque in his in his in the way he did it. He'd roast his opponents, but also he was bold in his predictions, right? 
we'd say, you know, I'm going to knock this guy out in the first round. So most guys, most, if you watch any UFC, watch any press conference, watch any of that stuff, most fighters will go, um, yeah, I think I'm going to win by knockout. Don't know when or whatever. I, oh, I, I hope to finish this in the first round. Connor's very bold in his predictions. If you check, you'll say, I'm going to win in the second round by a front kick. That's what you'll say. Front kick KO. And he's very bold in his prison. And I think it's because Connor enjoys pressure. You know, Connor puts the pressure on himself and it makes him perform at the highest level. If you look at all his, if you look at the biggest stages he's been on, pressure was what made him do well. So Aldo, you know, against Aldo, he had to deliver there. Right? All the verbal, verbal onslaught for it, yeah, put that pressure on him, came through. Nate Diaz, right? Before before the fight, the, the, the verbal back and forth wasn't as much as the second fight. Second fight, he poured it on. He had to deliver. Won that fight. Eddie Alvarez. He roasted Eddie Alvarez. I mean, this guy came for Eddie Alvarez's everything. Told him, you're broke, you're a bum. Uh, <laughs> they told him, he accepted this on his last contract. So basically, what he was saying by, by, by mentioning that Eddie Alvarez took the biggest fight of his career on his last contract, Basically saying that you don't have any pull power here. I'm the A-side. You're the champ, right? I'm coming for your belt, but I'm the A-side. They are making you take whatever pay you got for your last fight for the biggest fight of your life, you know? So he's saying, you know, you're just here to, you're a placeholder. You're just here to be decoration. You know, that's what he was saying to him there. So he was just roasting these guys. Um, but against the, in, in the Cowboy Cerrone fight, he's, um, he's, uh, he's being nice. You know, he, I mean, he's he's basically a father now. He's he's about to get married to Lee to his longtime girlfriend, Lee Devlin. Um, so life is good for this guy. You know what I mean? And he's calmer. Um, you know, he's even nice to Cowboy, complimenting his suit. You know, even when even when he he predicts how he's going to win the fight, he says it's going to be a great contest. But I will win by KO. You know, he's being nice about it. And he said there will be buzz build, but all well, be Good blood, oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, like good blood will be spilled, but but what? It will not be any. It not it'll be, be bad, bad blood. Yeah. yeah, you see, blood will be spilled, but it'll not be any bad blood. Yeah. Before, what did he? What did he say about Khabib? He said, he said, um, Khabib. Before, about Khabib, he said that you know it will never be over. This will never be over. He said this beef that we have, it will never be settled. This was before they fought, so you can see he was a very different guy. What happens in that fight, Todd? Let the people know. Yes, Don Cerrone. Yeah. Basically, early on the first round, they get into like a clinch and then Connor just starts sitting this guy on some shoulders. Bro, breaks his nose. Yeah. Breaks his nose. Their shoulder. Yeah. So then they break away. Then he, Fucking shoulder. Then, he, then they're standing, he kicks him, and it's done. Basically, Connor TKO'd him like in the first, I don't know. 40 seconds of the fight. Yeah, yeah 40, 40 seconds. Knocked him out. Yeah. So what happened actually, Connor overextends on a punch, right? So Connor went haymaker, first punch. Cowboy ducks under it. They get into the clinch. When they get into the clinch, Connor hits him with the left shoulder, left shoulder, left shoulder. They break. Cowboy Serenity's nose is broken already. Then they sort of uh, uh, exchange strikes, exchange strikes. Cowboy Serenity is known for his kicks. He's known for head kick knockouts. Cowboy Serenity, I think he, Cowboy Serenity has the greatest knockout I have ever seen in terms of knockout combination. So the greatest oh, combination yeah, I've seen that, other one, that yeah, were against yeah. uh, against Rick Story. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah. A lot of you may have seen it where he jabs to the body, jabs up, kick, or that, all that yeah, stuff. They match that guy. They match that guy. You know, <laughs> so he's known for his kicks, right? Yeah. So he tries to hit a kick, Connor blocks the kick, Connor kicks him in the head, Cowboys hurt, big huge shot to the head, bam, 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 game over. Yeah. Connor McGregor, forty second win, he's he's on top of the world now. Then what happens is the pandemic hits, right? The pandemic hits and Connor can't fight. Um, but I, you know, I mentioned all of this in the last, in, in the, in the UFC 264 preview. So I won't go into too much detail, but basically he can't fight. He fights a year later, um, against Dustin Poirier, right? The first time. First time gets knocked out. We talked about how he underestimated Dustin cause he'd already beaten Dustin. You know, he fought Dustin out of pity. He says, because he wanted to help. Dustin's Good Fight Foundation, the charity he does. He wanted to help him with that and do all of that stuff. Um, but, you know, you're just doing it to be a nice guy. Right? Then, you know, then and then now we've all... Now that brings us to today. He loses to Dustin again. So people say Connor's finished. 
a lot of people say Connor's washed. He's not that guy anymore. He's not the guy that, you know, was on top of the world. Um, and to be honest, I have to agree. He is not that guy anymore. I agree. He's not that guy, but I don't think he's washed. That's, that's a different. So is he the guy that we saw at UFC 205, right? All those years ago in 2016. What do you I think? I don't know. I, I wouldn't say he's washed as well. Because even the fight with Dustin Poirier and Nile, the, that he... I don't even say lost because the guy broke his leg, right? Yeah. And now, to me, it's even more convincing that he didn't lose. Obviously, yeah, he lost yeah. Guy, right? by doctor stoppage or whatever you call it, right? But he had actually... So, because Dustin was saying that, no, he broke his leg when I checked his yeah. kick. But actually, Conrad injured his leg during the training camp already. He wasn't yeah. even from that. Yeah. Right? So, he went into the fight. He, he went in with stress fractures on the... On the, on the exactly. On the and so, yeah. obviously... When she did that, yo, it looked nasty. When he stepped, that's when it was yeah. when he done. So I wouldn't say he's done. I wouldn't say he's done. He was doing quite well on the feet. Obviously on the ground, he was yeah, he was getting mauled. But he was surviving though. That's 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 what he, he, he was laughing. He was laughing. He was laughing at Dustin. When Dustin was throwing those elbows, if you look again, he was laughing at Dustin. He was throwing those elbows. What did that look like? It looked like the fight against Chad Mendes. Yes, you understand? So when people say that uh Connor was finished, he was never gonna win that fight. You know, we had just seen, first of all, we had just seen, um, you know, we just seen an event where Charles, Oli when, how did Charles Oliveira win against Michael Chandler? Yeah, I didn't even watch that. You watch. So Char Michael Chandler almost finished Charles Oliveira by knockout. Almost knocked him out in the first round. Literally saved by the buzzer. This man is wobbling to his chair. Sits down, recovers, comes out and he knocks out Michael Chandler in the, in the second round, at the beginning of the second round clean left hook so to say that connor wouldn't have come back and won or yeah. whatever, that's difficult to say we don't really know but i believe it was a very competitive fight in the fights that he loses he's competitive it's not like he's not he's not in in the fight you know i i i saw people comparing his losses to ronda rousey that that's not a fair comparison because no. ronda was getting messed up no, she was getting slapped she around. was getting slapped hit around movement, hit movement she was getting uh, she's getting slapped it was not competitive yeah. in Ronda in Ronda's fights I don't think she landed significant strikes against uh, against Amanda Nunes Amanda, that one was just uh, that was even That's, sad to watch bro. that was, it was yeah, sad yeah. to see her go out like that Connor didn't go out like that you know but at this, in, in the same vein you know I think that Connor's wasted his prime by not being active because if you think about it, I mentioned that I, the reason why we went back to his past was because Connor, you know, he he was fighting three times a year. Knockout, 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 knockout. You know what I mean? He was hyper, hyper active from when he started all the way to 2015. I mean, he just fought in a championship fight in 2012, um, in December 2012, April 2013. He's in the UFC fighting again, you know? Um Against Nick Diaz, uh, you know, uh, the whole 20, 2015 or wait, wait, which year was it? 2016, right? That's when he lost to Nate and then he won the title. Yeah. He, he lost to Nate at the beginning of the year, fought Nate six and a half months later, five and a half months later, five and a half months later, then fought for the title in December. You know, then he fought for the second title in December. So hyperactive. I think, I think if Connor had continued to be active, defend your belts. You know, fight all these guys. I think there was a, I think there was a chance he could have been Khabib at a point. There's a chance he could have been Tony Ferguson, all these other top lightweights, if he had stayed active. I don't think the Connor who fought at 205, at UFC 205, loses to Dustin Poirier. Quite frankly, I don't think so. I mean, you look at the fight that Dustin Poirier had with Ad Alvarez. That was that was a back and forth fight, you know. And he, you know, there were parts of the fight where. Dustin was getting messed up. You almost lost that fight. It was a yeah. mistake that Eddie Alvarez made by throwing a 12-6 to 6 elbow that, that broke up the clinch situation they were in. And then Dustin poured it on and got the knockout. Whereas you saw what Connor did to, to Eddie. Eddie was not in that fight. You know, Eddie's a solid competitor. But he shouldn't have been in there with me. That's the sort of truth of it. So, so is Connor McGregor washed? You know, I, I think that's the, the point of this episode of the podcast. Is to answer the question... Is Conor McGregor washed? I mean, Conor McGregor has all the money in the world. Businesses. I mean, he sold part of Proper 12 for how much money? Like $600 million. $600 million. Yeah. You know, he's got, he's got all six of the top six 
UFC pay-per-views of all time. Second highest pay-per-view in boxing. He's done it all. There's nothing There's nothing more for Conor to do in the sport. Yeah. Right? So I guess there's also that angle. Should he continue fighting? Um, because it, it's a very inter- he's in a very interesting position, right? He's in a position where if he fights, right, he's not going to fight some guy. He's going to fight the best fighters because he's the biggest draw, right? He's still putting in 1.8 million pay-per-views, you know? Second highest pay-per-view of all time in the UFC. Just did it right now with Dustin Poirier. So the next fight that he fights, it's going to be a main event. It's going to be in uh, the main event of a pay-per-view. But if he continues losing, you know, who are you going to put him up against? Tony Ferguson? No. Tony Ferguson versus Conor McGregor is a very random fight to have at this point. Both the guys are losing. No one wants to see that on pay-per-view, you know? So who do you fight? Get put him up against? Some lightweight that no one knows. You can't. So it's very, I, I, you know, personally, I don't think he's going to recover from this injury. I think that kind of an injury where you snap your leg, you don't come back from that. Um, you don't come back being the same fighter, at least. So I think he should retire. I think he should retire, but not because he doesn't have the ability. He's just simply, you know, he's going to be facing death row and he's not going to be able to get into it. He's always going to be fighting the best guys. You know, what do you think? Um, I don't know. I mean, like you said, he's he's, uh, he's done everything that he could possibly do. Yeah, he's, he's, he's I mean, he's he's top three most important people in UFC history, right? Yeah, Dana White obviously number one, right? Well, Dana White and the Fertitas number one, the guys who bought the UFC and brought it back. Hoist Gracie, the first ever UFC one winner. And then Conor McGregor, the biggest star ever. Yeah, you know, so you have to put Conor McGregor on the Mount Rushmore. He's a Hall of Famer for sure. You know, will he ever be in the conversation as one of the greatest fighters to ever do it? No, he won't. You know, he never defended his titles. There are lots of question marks. He lost to Khabib. These losses that come up. But that being said, he's done it all. Eh? He's done it all. So even when he loses, he wins. You know, uh, I'm sure he. He got fat money for this last fight. Yeah. It didn't even, doesn't even need the money. He, he fights for the fun of it. He fights because he's hungry still. But I think he's done. What do you think? That's what I'm saying. So... I don't think he's washed. The, the notion that he's washed is wrong. That's what I don't think. Yeah. So assuming... Let's say... Okay, so let's do this. Assuming he recovers from that injury. Mm-hmm. Let's say, right? Knowing Conor, he'll want to fight again. That's yeah. one thing that we know. Because he... Like you said... He's made enough money, bro. He can really just not give a damn and just live his life now. But yeah. he, he loves fighting. He loves to fight games. So, of course, he'll fight again. Assuming he does, if he is able to recover from the injury. But do I think that he should stop? I don't know, to be honest. Uh, to me, he must do what he wants, eh? I, I don't really... Whether he what if he takes another L to call Dustin? If he loses to Dustin... Again, then, then, then I can say that okay, Dustin's a better fighter. Then, then, if that is the case, then I can probably say, yeah, Connor, you know what? Your time has come. Mm-hmm. You know, if he does lose to Dustin again, but if you imagine he comes back, fights Dustin again, beats Dustin, then, then what for him now? You know, it's tough. Know. It's what? Yeah, well, then what for him now? Because it's tough because he has to fight, fight all these murderers in the lightweight division, the most stacked division. Because there's the Chandlers, Dugongs, Gaethje. You know, all these other guys who are animals in there, bro. Absolute animals. Do you want Connor to fight these? I, I personally, I don't want to see these fights. Because I think Connor loses all of them. Or. Mm. I think he loses to Janda. I think he loses to Gaethje. I think he, but, you know, and the only reason why is because he's not active. He's not active enough. Ring rust is real, bro. Never could have said. <laughs> could have said, I'm the most active fighter in the UFC. At all weight Three divisions. divisions. And I fight at all weight divisions. divisions. <laughs> yeah, that's something. Gigi, Connor used to say stuff like that. You must act to fight. And he was at that point. Yeah. So if... And, and how old is he now? 33? You know, it was but his birthday. Isn't, isn't that your prime though? In, in uh, MMA. Yeah. Yeah, so you reach... Yeah, so Khabib says that you you can't... Like, when you turn about 34, 35, it's, now it's time for you to stop at lightweight. And he, and so far he's been proven right. I mean, look at Tony Ferguson. Tony Ferguson is like thirty-seven, thirty-eight. 
Okay. And Tony's lost his last three fights very badly. Very badly, very soundly. So, you know, for the most part, he's been proven, right? That there is an age. Uh, so, Connor is Connor, but, but he hasn't peaked the way that Dustin has peaked. If you look at the way Dustin has peaked, Dustin had to lose and win, lose and win, but he's stayed active. And now look at where he's peaked. At 32 years old, he's reached his peak to the, the maturity of the fight game and his body. Connor doesn't have that. You know? So, the ring rust is real, bro. Like, you, you, can't, you, can't, you can't play fighting. You have to do it. You know, there's no substitute for fighting in the cage. And I think that's why he should retire because he's not going to get that. He's not going to get, he's not going to get that warm up going up because I think fighting Cowboy was, I think the pandemic probably killed Conor McGregor's career because he fought Cowboy Cerrone, got valuable octagon time. Who would he afford next? Who knows, right? Who knows who he would afford? Maybe he would have done the Nate Diaz fight. That was very that was very much on the cards there, you know? That was very possible. Maybe he does the Nate Diaz fight for the second fight. Makes a bucket load of cash. And now he's had his time in Octagon and he fights Khabib and maybe he wins that fight. You know? But he didn't he, uh, the pandemic killed him. Inactivity has killed him, his fighting career. So it's difficult, man. It's difficult to say. But anyway, dude, we're out of time. Thank you so much, Teddy. Uh, I really appreciate you coming on, being the first guest of the weigh in. What do you have to say to the people, bro? Sign up. Um, uh, yeah. Well, thank you guys for listening to what I had to say. I don't know if I added anything to be honest, but uh, I tried. <laughs> yeah, I but I, I enjoyed having you, man. I enjoyed speaking to you. It's you know it was different though because normally I'm just speaking. It was different. It was nice to ask you questions, hear you speak. So I think I'll have more guests. If you guys want more guests, if you guys want more of Tuddy specifically, you know, let me know. If you guys want more guests in general, let me know. Remember to send me questions. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Twitter. Uh, send me your questions. I got. I get. I get lots of questions. I get lots of MMA related questions. So I will. I will answer them here. Uh, so thank you to the people who've been asking me questions. Keep doing that. And uh, yeah, this has been the way in. This has been your boy, your host, Kuda. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, yeah, enjoy, enjoy the, this guy, this, my brother doesn't even listen to my podcast, bro, why do I even bother? Enjoy the, enjoy the hostilities. Oh, wrong with oh, it's not just like that. <laughs>